0: Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. You've heard me read ads for brands like Great Courses and BarkBox, all amazing companies that I truly believe in. These ads keep the show free, and they introduce listeners like you to new products and services you'll love. Midroll Media helps ensure that this show continues to have great advertisers. If you're interested in advertising on our show go to midroll.com slash QDT and click contact to let the folks at Midroll know. They also represent other great shows like the Savvy Psychologist and the Nutrition Diva, so you can reach an array of engaged listeners. That's midroll, M-I-D-R-O-L-L dot com slash QDT. If your news feed looks anything like mine, it is often full of different takes from across a variety of news outlets, all covering a similar topic. Lately, the science news has been full of stories about the impending extinction of the cacao plant, a plant which, of course, has the extremely important job of providing us with chocolate. But is there really cause for alarm? A little more digging shows that many, if not all, of the articles related to the surge of warnings of the ability of climate change to wipe out chocolate as we know it link back to a single article written for a news outlet. In other words, not an original research article. This sort of reliance on one single article is usually a recipe for trouble, especially if that article is an interpretation of someone else's results, and not the results themselves. Even in research, scientists will always draw from multiple sources or repeat experiments multiple times. Good original research articles will always place their new results into context of what is already known. Here at Everyday Einstein, we have even discussed similar instances where various news sources have promoted a catchy headline that doesn't fully or accurately represent the original source of information. For example, while investigating a series of articles claiming that scientists had determined the best time of day to drink your coffee, I found the news outlets all pointed back to a blog post by a neuroscience PhD student who was simply musing about potential future research areas. So while gleaning maximum alertness from my coffee sounds amazing, and there was nothing wrong or incorrect about the original source— The follow-up articles presented what appeared to be an evidence-based conclusion, but was really more of a hypothesis. So what about the original chocolate article that caused such a stir? Let's find out after a quick word from our sponsor. Support for today's show comes from Health IQ. Health IQ believes that the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. So they use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4% and 33% on their life insurance, and these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Like saving money for being a good driver, Health IQ gets you lower rates on life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. After all... Physically active people have a 34% lower risk of all-cause mortality and a 56% lower risk of heart disease compared to people who remain inactive. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Einstein or mention the promo code Einstein when you talk to a Health IQ agent. That's healthiq.com slash Einstein to get your free quote. So is chocolate really going extinct? The article's title alone, quote, chocolate is on track to go extinct in 40 years, is strongly foreboding and makes me want to immediately eat all of the chocolate in my house, just in case. The article further states that, quote, cacao plants are slated to disappear by as early as 2050 thanks to warmer temperatures and drier weather conditions, end quote. The main research-based citation in the article appears to be an article from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, a story which itself is a summary of some of the cacao-related results presented in the 2014 report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. Both the NOAA article and the IPCC report are well-researched, trustworthy sources. However, while both provide strong warnings about the effects of changing temperatures on crops like cacao, neither threaten cacao extinction. If there is such a study, it is not cited. The future of cacao crops described for the year 2050 by the cited sources instead includes the fact that, quote, rising temperatures will push the suitable cacao cultivation areas uphill, end quote and the unfortunate reality that 89.5% of the cacao production sites studied by the report's authors are predicted to be, quote, less suitable. Climate change poses a security risk, both for individuals and for nations, and thus needs to be taken seriously. But sounding the alarm before the evidence is firmly in place can weaken trust in evidence-based results when they are more firmly understood. However, the article in question does present some truly interesting facts about the sustainability of chocolate in the era of climate change. They are just unfortunately hidden behind a misleading title. Let's look at four more straightforward chocolate facts, both from the original NOAA article and the highly cited news article, that are just as interesting. First, cacao trees can only be grown in a very narrow strip of latitudes. In order to thrive and produce the chocolate we love to eat, cacao trees require steady temperatures, high humidity, lots of rain, little wind, and soil rich in nutrients like nitrogen. All of these conditions are only met within about 20 degrees of the equator, either to the north or to the south. Thus, more than half the world's chocolate is made by just two countries, the Ivory Coast and Ghana, with Indonesia being another leading producer. These countries are predicted to see a temperature increase as high as nearly 4 degrees Fahrenheit or 2 degrees Celsius, which will undoubtedly affect their crops. Second, chocolate companies are investing significantly in improving the sustainability of their business practices. The scientific research pointing to the potential risks to cacao crops posed by climate change are so well established that chocolate companies are taking notice. For example, the Mars Company, maker of M&Ms, Snickers, Milky Way, Twix, and Dove, has invested $1 billion in an initiative they call Sustainable in a Generation, which has a plan to reduce their emissions by 60% by 2050, along with a host of other sustainability efforts related to waste reduction, land use, and water use. Third, there are clever cultivation methods that increase cacao production in an eco-friendly way. For example, in a method called cabruca, other rainforest trees are planted or retained surrounding the cacao trees to provide shade, maintain moisture, and offer protection from wind and soil erosion. As a bonus, maintaining these trees in addition to the cacao trees decreases the extent of forest clearing and thus allows for the storage of more carbon. Fourth. Scientists have already begun testing the use of CRISPR gene-editing technology to make plants more adaptable to climate change. We know that the gene-editing technology known as CRISPR-Cas9 has the potential to allow humans to essentially bypass evolution and edit genetic diseases out of our DNA. CRISPR, which stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, a reference to a pattern geneticists notice in our DNA sequence, also may provide a method for editing the genetics of plants to encourage adaptation to warmer climates and thus making crops more resistant to climate change. Here at Everyday Einstein, my goal is always to provide you with firmly sourced information, but I can tell you from extensive experience that that takes time. So how can you determine whether an article you are reading is misleading if you don't have hours to invest in combing through scientific journals? A start toward identifying exaggerated scientific claims is realizing that article headlines and titles are often designed to catch your interest. Check that the text of the article itself actually supports the headline. A quick check that the article cites sources for the information it presents and that those sources are trustworthy can also help. For more information on how you can stop the spread of fake news, check out my tips for separating real news sources from fake or overinflated ones. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at Einstein. What misleading science articles have you spotted? Send them to me at EverydayEinstein at QuickAndDirtyTips.com.